your hosts, Dalton and Ryan. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Steam Machine Podcast. My name is Dalton. Joining me, as always, is my good buddy. This is Ryan. And I have to say, it's good to have you back, sir. Yeah, it's good to be back. It's very strange opening up these episodes and not having anybody to throw it to there for those few seconds. It's felt I felt naked without you, I bet, sir. I bet it's going to be weird when I have to do it. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait till that. Can't wait till that fucking Yeah, especially since you're the talker. Like, <laughs> it's, my episode's just going to be lots of silence. Like, yeah, this, this is this week's episode. This game's pretty good. <laughs> I'll just talk it. about punching dragons in the face, you know. No yeah, deal. yeah, that's that's on my docket of things to ask you about, my good sir. Um, yeah. <clears throat> before we get into what we've been playing this week, uh, the fuck's been up, man? How are you? You know, struggling to survive COVID. You know, I like everyone else. And, uh, Corinne and the babies were sick not long ago. Not COVID. Not COVID. Luckily, thank goodness. But, that's good. Yeah, they they were running fevers for a couple of days, and then. I was gonna say, no. man. Last that's why last week I was just like, dude, just take the, just you're good because yeah. you were sick, your whole family was sick. I'm like, dog, yeah. go get some rest. <laughs> yeah. And then you know, work, COVID, still infecting people at work, whether it's the students at the campus or people that work with us. Like, it, it's fucking wild. Uh, I I read something today in the uh, the news. I actually meant to bring this up on the Patreon episode, but I'm gonna give it to all you guys. Um. I read a new QAnon theory today oh, that God. on, I think it was March 4th or March 6th, that Trump is going to be re-sworn in as president because oh. they've uncovered something that like every president since 1827 or something like that has been fabricated. And I'm like, y'all are fucking nuts. Wow. Like, th- these conspiracy theorists are just... It needs to be they they need to be classified as like terrorists at this point. Like, they are in Canada. That's the Proud Boys. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, same shit. Yeah. Same yeah. shit, different name. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking QAnon is like the crazy tinfoil hat. The Alex like, Jones motherfuckers. Yeah, the Proud Boys are white supremacists, like wannabe militants. I don't but. technically like the use of this word, but I couldn't help but laugh of it laugh at it when I, I saw alex jones on joe rogan and i watched it because joe rogan just laughs at him the whole time he just tells him he's like alex you realize you're crazy right alex you're being crazy alex you're being crazy and one of the things that alex said he just goes look i'm a little retarded sometimes okay <laughs> a little <laughs> and that became sometimes. a meme and everyone in the comments was like oh that's gonna be a meme and sure as shit it became a meme <laughs> it's just like oh my god dude Oh, yeah. It, I used to have a, a buddy who would look me dead in the face and be like, well, you can't you can't prove to me the earth is round. So, well, I mean, how could you prove, prove that it's like flat? Basically, he was saying like he didn't disbelieve flat earth, but he didn't believe flat earth. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yes, you can. You can easily prove that the Earth is round. Yes, I don't understand flat earthers. They always want the proof that the, the, the Earth is round, but they never have proof backing up their claim that the earth is flat like where is your scientific data where is your like shit like he he gave me some shit sometime he was like how come you know if you go up a certain height you can see all the way across i'm like that's because there's a fucking gradual it's the gradual over hundreds of hundreds and hundreds of miles thousands of miles yeah it's a gradual curve it's not like a sphere that you can look at do you know like there's there's a reason that you can't stand on an ocean uh, even up there by you in the Great Lakes, okay? Yeah. Like, you probably couldn't use binoculars and see somebody standing on the other side. You might see the tops of some trees. No, probably not even that. That's, but you know what, you know what I'm saying? There is proof lakes, of the yeah. curve. Oh, God. People annoy the shit out I think, of me, I think it's like the curve is like 12 miles or something like that. Every 12 miles, like, the curve starts to take effect, and you start losing height based on distance i uh i told myself this the other day i said you know if it wasn't for the show and the community that we're building on facebook i would just ditch it because oh god i the the urge to just tell so many people that i know on there that 
hey, by the way, you're a fucking idiot. Like mm-hmm. that dude the other day I, when I posted that the Proud Boys were uh, declared a terrorist group or whatever in yeah. Canada. Uh, and he commented something about freeloaders wasting taxpayers' money. But it yeah. was riddled with misspellings. And I just said, well, I do know that America needs to spend more money on English classes, that's for sure. Yeah. And he didn't like, He didn't even say anything about that. He was like, I oh, got, I got God, it on that thread. Damn immigrants. I got it on that thread. Yeah. And uh, I don't I don't know if he deleted it. I know I didn't delete it, but it was gone. So I don't know yeah, if face, somebody, Facebook deleted somebody it. Somebody deleted it. Somebody. Uh, I wouldn't put it past Facebook for deleting anything on my page anymore because I don't know. They fucking hit me with shit all the time. I got put warning. into I got put into timeout once. So once you fucking yeah. rookie. Yeah. Fucking rookie. And I bet it was for like what twelve hours, twenty four hours, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, the last one I got hit with was thirty days. <laughs> Yeah. They were like, fuck you. Don't talk about Comedy Central shows, you Did, bastard. Yeah. Didn't Freddy just do like 30 days too? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, Freddy, Freddy gets nailed all the time. All the time. But <laughs> Freddy doesn't watch what he says. like Ever. Ever. If there was ever someone, I, I love him to death, but if I ever met somebody with less couth than Freddy, like... I would be surprised because he has none. Like, he he yeah. just says whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> yeah, for He'll sure. He'll be like, I was at work the other day. This bitch came up to me and started talking to me. And I was just like, damn, your breath smells terrible. You need to back the fuck. I can hear you from over there. Why don't you go stand over there and fucking talk to me? <laughs> oh, my God. That's a funny motherfucker, though. God, yeah. working working with him back in the day at Harvey's, dude, that is a funny motherfucker. Yeah. Well, you know, you used to come to the pay-per-views and stuff when we'd watch wrestling. So, you know, and he, God, poor Kenny. That's all I got is this poor Kenny because he is so hard on Kenny. <laughs> it was hard on Kenny. He was hard on Lenny. He was Everybody was hard on Lenny, though. Yeah, everybody was. And I, I feel kind of bad about that. But at the same time, like, you know, he didn't uh, exactly stand up for himself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like if he'd have bowed up and told Wes or me or anybody to shut the fuck up, I never got super hard with it. I'm going to go and throw that out there. I didn't pick on him as hard as Freddie and Wes and those guys did, but yeah. uh, I'd give him shit. Now, he blew my mind one night. Uh, me and Wes both, we were playing D&D, and we were taking a smoke break. George went outside, smoked a cigarette and stuff. And me and Wes are trying to remember the name of like uh, the study of fictional mythical beasts and creatures. And we were like, cryptozoology. Yeah, yeah. Well, we couldn't remember it, right? So we're like, what is it? And Lenny goes, yo, it's uh, cryptozoology. And we looked <laughs> at him and we were like, what? And he goes, uh, oh, ho- hold on. And he cracks open this Coke, chugs the entire Coca Cola, just chugs yeah. the whole thing, and then just goes, cryptozoology. It's the study of mythical creatures and such. You know, throughout time and history, it's like anything recorded has just been taken and that they consider that cryptozoology. And me and Wes were fucking dumbfounded. We were like, what? And yeah. he just laughed. He literally just went, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And it, that was the end of it. It was like he drank that Coke and it gave him this moment of sheer brilliance where he could just tell us the exact <laughs> definition of this fucking word. And then it faded. And he was back to being Lenny again. And we were like, yeah. wow. Sounds, that sounds about right. I used to Jedi mind trick him during D&D games. Do you remember that? But he'd be like, I don't know what I would do. And I would wave my fingers and be like, Lenny, you want to attack? And he'd be like, I, I, I want to attack. <laughs> It was, dude. It it worked so many times that I would do it, and Wes would just start yeah. howling with laughter because <laughs> he was just like, I don't, I don't know what to do. I'd be like, You want to heal Lenny, or you want to heal Chris, or anything? And he'd be like, Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna heal Chris. <laughs> I'd be like, Hey, I just want, I wonder what time I just want to be like, Lenny, you don't want to buy death sticks. <laughs> I don't want to buy death sticks. You want to go home and reevaluate your life. I want to go home and reevaluate my life. <laughs> These aren't the droids you were looking for. Exactly. Yeah. Fucking. God, I love that motherfucker though. He's—I haven't seen him in forever. I hope he's doing all right. I heard he's been uh, getting his act together, quit doing drugs and stuff, and so I wish yeah. him all the best. If uh, if not hanging out with us helps him stay on the straight and narrow, then that's fine. Yeah. And I say that because I smoke pot, and you know I know he's trying to quit that. So if he doesn't want to be around, obviously if he doesn't want to be around it, I wouldn't smoke it when he's here. Yeah. But I I know the temptation would be there. Fuck what 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 started that? Like what started me talking about Lenny? I don't even remember. I don't, know. I don't even know. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, welcome to the Steam Machine again. Uh, so what you been playing this week, man? Did you, did you get anything in besides Final Fantasy? You I been, got uh, in a little bit of Final Fantasy. Been jumping on Skyrim a little bit. You know. That's uh that's where I was leading with this. So yeah. I finally hooked you up 
got you some mods, started you off on the path. Uh, you haven't even been to the museum yet, but it's there. Nope. Yeah. But it's there. Um, I didn't set you up with the full experience because that would have taken us probably another two and a half hours that night. And I think it was already like two o'clock in the morning when we were doing it. Yeah, it was but, uh, something like that. Got you set up with some good bases to start on, and you can add more if you would like, you know. Uh, but you you are doing and well, you go ahead, you go ahead and talk about it. Yeah, this uh this playthrough is uh I'm doing an unarmed Khajiit playthrough, which has been way more entertaining than I thought it was going to be. Now I just want to point out that that's very hard to do in vanilla Skyrim, but with Ordinator uh, specifically, they have stuff in the light armor tree. And I think, and I think the heavy the, armor tree to the help heavy with armor tree. unarmed oh, yeah. unarmed attacks and stuff. Okay, yeah. So continue. But yeah, it's super fun to like. Didn't expect it to be as entertaining as it is, and punching dragons in the face is a whole nother experience. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. It really is. I was I was like, actually having this thought earlier. I was like, man, it'd be wild to watch Ryan play that in VR. Because like, the, the VR version of PC Skyrim is moddable. Yeah. Which is insane. <clears throat> but, so, yeah, I can just picture you, like, going in, doing an unarmed Khajiit, just running up to a dragon, and you're just swinging at the air. Swinging at the air, yeah. No, it, it, I, it really is a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. Like, I when we did our playthrough for the podcast... I did I, I did the tank playthrough, the sword and shield, and that was fun. But this whole unarmed thing is completely different. And just the other day, I cleared out, like, three dungeons without my companion. So it was just me and did nothing but punch people in the face. It was fantastic. <laughs> Sometimes I get a cinematic scene, and, God, I've killed, like, three or four people with a fucking Death Valley driver. It's, not, it's so fucking cool. Dude, I remember I I named a guy Roman Reigns one time because I had made yeah. him, and he looked just like Roman Reigns, right? My first kill move was a Superman punch stab nice. right through this dude, right? And then the yeah, next person so ran up to me, and I grabbed them and German suplexed them and killed them. Yeah. And I was like, I knew I named him, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, my character name. Did I tell you what I named my character? No. My character's name is Psst. Psst. Because he, really? he, he's a cat. <laughs> this one's name is. Pss, pss. Yeah. Pss, pss. <laughs> oh my god! I expected it to be something like Mr. Punchy. Or no, it's it's. Pss, pss. <laughs> he's a cat. That's what. <laughs> that's what everyone does to a cat. So this is what, what the cat thinks its name is. I actually, I don't do that to my cat. I always always just go kitty. <laughs> Give me a kitty. So yeah. if anything, your cat's name would be. To me, yeah. <laughs> to me, which I don't even know how you'd spell that, like TCK, TCK, TCK. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, that looks really funny in Audacity. Those noises, they just. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, I haven't been playing much Skyrim. I didn't want to burn out on it, so I put it down yeah. for a bit. Uh, but I was thinking about it today while jumping back in. Um, I did stick a new needle in my arm. That is uh, one the old one that I have taken out before. But uh, Black Desert Online. Yeah. It's fucking rad. Uh, if you listen to the Patreon episode, you heard me talk about it some. But uh, I've just been leveling fishing and uh, my combat skills, and I need to figure everything out because there is a lot to that game. Yeah. Uh, just all kinds of different stuff you can do. Uh, invest in uh, shit. There's just I, I'm having a blast with it. Uh, the only thing that I've found that's an issue is uh, because I run it through the Steam client, Steam has to be online, which means when I'm playing that, you can't be playing Final Fantasy. So no. basically, at the moment, it's like I'll play some of that uh, when I know you're at work. <laughs> yeah. And then when when uh, whenever you're getting off, I'll switch it off and switch over to Final Fantasy and play that for the night. But uh, I've been enjoying the hell out of it. It's it's beautiful. I know, like, yeah. I think I've already said that, but it is I've seen some of the screenshots you posted, and it looks great. So It is a Korean MMO. Nice. Yeah, and it's considered a korean grind mmo because if you want to go get levels you have to go grind you can't just do quests and get experience like if you want combat experience you gotta go kill shit wow and the combo system is super in-depth um but i've heard that most of the end game is all pvp so we'll see about that we'll see about that but i did just join a guild so i don't know we'll see where it goes um what else have i played this week i played a little more hades yeah 
I'm still not very good at it, but I haven't loaded that up yet. Yeah, I did send it to you though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I played some of that. Um, I watched a lot of Mandalore gaming on YouTube, doing reviews. Uh, I watched his review of Necrovision, which is a game that we have on our uh, on our list, and uh, that's going to be interesting, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, he also did Damned, which I think is on our list as well. Although I might not have put that on there because I think that's a uh, multiplayer game in the vein of uh, Dead by Daylight. That kind yeah. of style. Somebody plays the monster, people play survivors. But I don't know how big the community is, so I'll have to keep an eye on that one. Um, other than that, man, I've been playing the shit out of some Final Fantasy XII. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I know I'm further than you because I've got far more time on my hands at the moment. Yeah, uh, for sure. For sure. We we talked a little bit before we sat down here, and you're definitely a little bit further than I am. <laughs> yes. Well, before we get into that, let me bust through this... Uh, Obligatory Wikipedia information. Final Fantasy XII is a role-playing video game developed and published by Square Enix. Get this, the 12th main installment of the Final Fantasy series. Who'd have thought? Right. It was first released on PlayStation 2 in 2006. It introduced several innovations to the series, an open world, a seamless battle system, a controllable camera, a customizable quote-unquote gambit system, which lets players control the AI of their characters in battle, uh, a license system which determines what abilities and equipment can be used by characters, and a hunting side quest which allows players to find and defeat increasingly difficult monsters in the game's open world. Final Fantasy XII also includes elements from the previous games in the series, such as Chocobos and Moogles. The game takes place in Ivalice, where the empires of Arcadia and Rosaria are waging an endless war. Dalmasca, a small kingdom, is caught in between the warring nations. When Dalmasca is annexed by Arcadia, its princess, Ash, uh, creates a resistance movement. During the struggle, she meets Vaughn, a young adventurer who dreams of becoming a sky pirate in the command of an airship. They are quickly joined by a band of allies, and together they rally against the tyranny of the Arcadian Empire. Uh, this game earned several Game of the Year awards, sold over 6 million copies on the PlayStation 2 by November 2009. Uh, in 2007, a sequel titled Final Fantasy XII Revenant Wings was released for the Nintendo DS. I had no fucking clue about that. I'm going to have to check that out. Oh, I bet it was Japan only. Yeah. It says, in the same year and an expanded uh, version of Final Fantasy XII titled Final Fantasy XII, the International Zodiac Job System was released on the PlayStation 2 exclusively in Japan. Now, the irony of it being called the International Zodiac Job System and then it was exclusive to Japan. Why would they call it international? I don't know. That doesn't make any sense to me. But, yeah. Uh, What we are playing is the high-definition remaster of that version the International Zodiac Job System, and it's called the Zodiac Age. So that is what we are playing, is Final Fantasy XII, the Zodiac Age, which was released for PlayStation 4, Windows, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox One in the late 2010s. Uh, And I think they worded it like that because I think it first came out for PlayStation 4 and then then Windows and then Switch and Xbox, I think. Uh, But I could be wrong about that. So you had never played this before, right? No, never. This is your first foray into it, so yeah. how much of a culture shock has it been so far? Cause this is so much oh, different than the other Final Fantasy. But it, yeah, it's tough. Like This is so much different from what I'm used to. I am struggling with this system for this game, this whole licensing and everything. Like The uh, the combat of this game, I'll tell you, is a lot like Final Fantasy XI was, uh, yeah. but tweaked to be single player and made more easy to control all your parties or is in that game you were relying on other real people and a crab could kill you if you fucked up yeah like legitimately like (laughs) that game was fucking final fantasy 11 a had no respect for the players like and they did not have any respect for the players time they would kill you and every time you died you lost experience and if you lost enough experience you would level down wow yeah it was fucking brutal. Luckily, there's none of that in 12. You just die and have to resurrect them and everything. But, uh, yeah, man, the battle system's way different. It's active time. Uh, and it, well, you can set it to wait when you're choosing through your menu. But other than that, it's not like the battles happen on the screen. Like, you could see yeah. your monsters run up to them and fight them. It doesn't cut to the classic Final Fantasy cutaway battle screen. Yeah. Uh, it's almost like a turn-based hack and slash. Yeah. Yeah, in a way. Yeah, I could see that. Um... This game has been touted as being Final Fantasy's take on Star Wars. Uh, I I see a couple similarities after you pointed out some stuff to me during the week. 
but from everything that I've seen online, uh, it's that uh, Ash, or I think you might know her as uh, Amalia at the moment. Mm. Um, she is Leia. Uh, Balthier, Han Solo. All day, yeah. every day is Han Solo. Uh, yeah. Fran is supposed to be like the Chewbacca style yeah. character. Uh, Bosch is considered Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, and then you have uh, Vaughn and Pinello, who are C-3PO and R2-D2. Because <laughs> they're kind of just there for the ride. It's like all this political intrigue and shit is happening. Like, uh, So, real quick, you got to the Mimic Queen. So, so you've been through the prison... And gone up into the palace and seen all that shit, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> right, because you've got Balthier and Fran in them now. Yeah. Uh, so this game straight up starts off, uh, you start off playing as a character named Rex. Yeah. And you're there with Bosch and Vossler, and you guys are running to try to save the king because the Empire has invaded Dalmasca. You're trying to run up there. Or it might have been Arcadia. It was something. Yeah. It's been like a week ago now, so I apologize if I'm misremembering. But you uh, you run up in there, and you fight your way through. And one thing I thought was kind of funny is that in the beginning, they're like, you're so young, like, why are you here? Because like, Rex is like 17, and he talks about, you know, he's here to defend his land because of his younger brother, and he wants to you know, be a good role model for him, yada, yada, yada. So a little bit later on, Bosch and Vossler are like, all right, we're going to head, we're gonna run ahead. And he's like, all right, I'll take care of these enemies. They're like, you're going to be all right? Yeah, all right. And they take off. And it's like, dude, y'all were just telling this kid he was too young to be fucking swinging a sword. And now you're like, yeah, take care of these enemies and meet us, whatever. So, you know, you fight some of the soldiers. You end up getting into the throne room. King's dead. Yeah. Like, just straight up dead. Uh, somebody you think is Bosch, or maybe it is Bosch. That's one of the mysteries of the game is, ooh, who done it? Uh sticks a fucking blade in Rex and tells him, you know, it was for the best of the Empire. And Rex dies. Like, yeah. so the game starts off, you think this is going to be your character that you're going to play, and nah, you're just, just dead. And I know you messaged me, and yeah. you were just like, fucking Final Fantasy. <laughs> yeah. I think you told me that you had an audible gasp. You're <gasps> dead. That was like a what the fuck moment. It really was. And that's trying to... uh Good story. I've been sitting that. through all the cutscenes and all the dialogue. I appreciate that. Yeah, because it's I'm it's trying. actually compelling. Like it's. I'm trying. No, this story is actually pretty gripping so far. I'm I'm invested. I've uh, I've heard it falls off towards the end, but I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. Um, I personally stopped around uh the Gomorrah jungle, which I'm way farther ahead of you. So yeah. Um. I'll just touch on. So, have you done any of the uh, the hunts yet? Did you do the rogue tomato hunt? Yeah, I did that one. That's that, the only that one I've done so far. I gotta keep going back to that board. Yeah, they uh, do that because eventually, and then I think you have to kill three or. Is four that gonna of them. help me level up too? Because I was asking yeah. you what level you, I should like be at at this point, and I am significantly lower than what you recommended. So, well, you gotta remember. I grind a lot in these games, so... Yeah, I'm not much of a grinder, but I guess I'm going to have to be for this one. Are you Are you playing with a controller? Yeah. Okay, so it should be L1 for you, I think. If you hit that, it's a speed up. Like, it speeds up time. Yeah. Helps a lot with grinding. And if you hold, hold L1, like, if you press it, it'll be two times speed. But if you hold it and press to the right, it'll change it to four times speed. Yeah. So when you want to rack up LP... so. Lower level enemies will start giving you less and less experience, but they always give you license points. Yeah. So you can go to a low level area and just run around and fuck shit up for like an hour and just rack up license points because there's going to be stuff in your license board that's going to give you like uh, reduced action time, 10%, yeah. uh, increased battle damage, uh, more HP. Uh, and that's also how you're going to want to select the armor, the armor and the weapons ones. So you have those. It's basically like teaching your character that rank so then they can use that type of stuff gotcha uh and that works for whatever you choose whether it be ma mage is going to have their spells on that board yeah. and their armor and everything so your license think of your license points as your uh skill points and each of these skills costs a certain number of them mm -hmm. and you just use those to build your character now not to overwhelm you too much but at some point you're going to be able to choose a second board Oh, there, there's a little um, thing on your board that you'll unlock and it'll be like unlock the second board and then you can choose a second class and you can dual class 
That's cool. Uh, when you get to that point, feel free to message me, and I will help you with combinations that are very helpful and good. Yeah. Uh, but if you fuck up and you don't like your combinations, um, there is a place in Robin Astor, which I was about to get to telling you about anyway, so it all ties together. After you do about four hunts or so, maybe five, I don't know, clear the board in Robin Astor and do one or two of them in Bujerba once you get there, because you're about to be in Bujerba. Yeah. Then go back to Robin Astor and up... Do you remember up in the very north where you went into the low town to go down into the sewers and stuff? Mm-hmm. So in the north, instead of going, when you go in there, instead of going into the right and going down into the low town, cut a left across this bridge that goes straight across the up the north part. Or yeah. you can run, run around either way. Just go to the left side of that area. And there's a building that you can't get into until you've done a couple of ranks. Talk to the guy out front. He'll let you in. It's Clan Centurio. It's basically the Hunter's Club. Oh, I'm part of that already. Okay, so you did that already? Yeah. Cool. So in there, did you talk to Monteblanc, the little Moogle yeah. guy that runs it? Yeah. Ev- eventually, you'll be able to talk to him, and hit one of the choices that he'll give you is, I want to reset my license board. Mm-hmm. So if you make somebody up and you're like, ah, you know, I could have done this better, you can go and reset it. And you'll keep all your equipment, but it refunds all of the license points. And then you can repick their class. Cool. I need to do that because I didn't know what I was doing. And I picked the wrong class for for (laughs) Van at the time. Oh, so that leads to one of my other questions. What classes have you chose for who so far? I I think you have Van, Pinello. Yeah, I think I've only done anything with Van. And I didn't know what I was doing. So I, I think I have him set as like a mage. Oh. Yeah. Like. Okay. Um, yeah, I would reset. Well, he's yeah. got decent magic, but I mean, he's his big thing is speed. Yeah. Um, I know personally, I wish I had my game pulled up. Uh, Vaughn is a Shikari, and uh, his second job, I think, is Foebreaker. Mm. Shikari Foebreaker. So he's got a lot of damage. Um, yeah. Balthier is uh, Bushi, which is a samurai, and uh, he's got the katana, and I don't remember his second job. Uh, hmm. you know what? Keep uh, I'm gonna pull it up real quick. Actually, now I'm thinking about it. Uno, uno momento. I love truncate silence because as long as we don't say anything, it'll cut all of this out. Yeah. <laughs> this would be the part of the episode with a commercial break if we had advertisers. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. We finally hit over a thousand downloads, and I was like, oh, that would have been fifteen bucks. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I'd rather just like do a Patreon and if people want to contribute, they can. Cause like, I don't know, ads, they seem intrusive. It kills what kills me. Cause I listen to a lot of the, uh, Conrad Thompson, those, those podcasts, something to wrestle with what happened. Yeah. When. And I don't mind the ads that Conrad does himself or the guy, when the guys on the show do it, but they've got this yeah. one ad that plays that's louder than the podcast. And the guy's voice grades on my ears and it drives me crazy. Cause I always have to reach over to my phone and turn it down. Cause it's like two clicks louder than the actual yeah. pod. Which I thought was illegal, but yeah. yeah. I think that's just on TV. <laughs> I think so. My dad but told me like there was a ads, time. Ads will pay us money, so if yeah, somebody that's wants to give us the ad time. Like, yeah, Blue Chew hit us up. I will talk about boners all day. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so for Vaughn, I've got, yeah, Foe Breaker and Shikari. So he's like yeah. a, a ninja, but his second class is Foe Breaker, which is a lot of... Uh, like debuffs and heavy hitter stuff so mm-hmm. just he's just a powerhouse um balthier is a samurai and a monk bushi and monk so he is a just a, another a powerhouse um mm-hmm. fran is ulan ar- archer which is basically a spear user and archer so she can hit the flying enemies and kind of stay back and do a lot of damage uh, she'll eventually be able to use the zodiac spear uh when i get that which i plan on getting uh bosh is a knight and a bushi so He's got the speed and uh, the magic uh, pump-ups from Knight. I mean, I'm sorry, from Bushi. And then Knights learn some white magic and stuff, so it'll help with his cures. But he's got sword and shield. Um, Ash, I made her, or Amalia, as you know her right now, um, I made her a red battle mage and an archer. Yeah. Because archer has like three or four things that reduce your uh, action time. And that also counts for your casting time, which means that the, her battle mage stuff, she'll be able to fire off spells at a fast nice. basis. And then I did a Pinello as a machinist and a white mage. So she can stand back and pepper them with uh, gunfire, but also heal people if they need it. Cool. And that's that's my party. I've got a lot of 
a lot of license points, dude. When I reset, uh, Vaughn had... Now, I've got an item called the Golden Amulet, which I, ex- I say uh, you should seek out trying to find one. Mm-hmm. If you ever if you ever do find one, um, it's an accessory. You'll have to learn the license point spot for it. I think it's license point accessory six it has Damn. the golden amulet, but it gives you double license points for kills. Oh wow! So That's I equipped cool. it that to Vaughn for that. So I uh, <coughs> when I I, re- I reset everybody earlier and redid them all. Uh, Vaughn was sitting at like thirty eight hundred LP, and everybody oh. else was at about like twenty four hundred LP. I so don't even. I've I've done some grinding. Yeah, I'm you get one per so kill. Yeah, I'm probably so far behind being level five. <laughs> oh yeah, um, Vaughn, Vaughn's level twenty seven. Balthier's level twenty seven. Fran's level twenty seven. Bosch is twenty six. Ash is twenty seven, and Pinello's twenty six. Wow, that's a lot of grinding. But uh, I don't know. I I really I enjoy grinding in this game because I can like put it on four times speed and then mindlessly just run around and kill shit that's low level and eventually it, it might give me some experience it might not but i'm racking up those license points which add up yeah because then you know you get all the health boosts and you're sitting up pretty at like 3000 hp it's a little easier to go farm with 3000 hp as opposed to like you know 800 yeah it kind of is what it is um the characters in this game i everybody that i know hates vaughn like James from the JRPG Report, our buddy that uh, we will be having on the final, the final, uh, Final Fantasy twelve uh, wrap up episode, he's gonna join us. Um, he doesn't like Vaughn. He does not. He does not think he's a very likable character. Uh, and the internet seems to hold that same viewpoint. Uh, fun fact, though, the original main character of this game was going to be Bosch. Yeah. And the higher ups in the uh, company basically told them. We want a character that teens in Akihabara can relate to. Like we, we want them to be able to play this game <coughs> and have people you know, like them, young. So they wrote the characters Vaughn and Pinello and put them into the game. So like that's why people say that they are C three PO and R two D two because they're kind of just along for the ride. You know, like the, yeah. the main characters in this game though are Balthier, Fran, Ash, and Bosch. Uh, have you met Vane yet, Mm-mm. Lord Vane? I don't. I don't think so. If I have, I don't really remember. Uh, no. Yeah, you totally would have because before you break into the royal palace. Uh, oh yeah, then I did. He seems like a cool dude. Uh, apparently he's not. <laughs> apparently he's he's a shithead. Uh, but like your master, um, Magello. Who? Yeah. I love Magello's voice. Oh, Vaughn! They've taken Pinello. <laughs> like he's got this really like snarly voice, but he's talking to Vane and he calls him um, Lord. Uh, fuck! I don't remember what his last name is. And he goes, "Please, just call me Vane. You know, I'm just a citizen, just like you. I'm not a king yet." And Magello basically says, "No, I would not be comfortable calling you Vane, sir. Like, <laughs> I can't. I can't do that." And Vane goes. Then tonight you will join me and we will drink till you can call me by my first name. Wow. And I was like, okay, that's pretty cool with a dude. And then later on, I find out that this dude's bloodthirsty and's killed like two of his brothers and shit. Like, uh, I don't know if you've met Larsa yet. Then uh, I think you meet Larsa once you're in Bujerba, but I could be wrong. I think yeah. you, maybe you meet him before that. Um, Larsa is Vane's little brother. Mm. Very intelligent kid so far, it seems like. But uh, basically, there's this whole like political plot around magicite and nethocyte and uh control it reminds me of like if you take the uh the empires and replace them with real life if you take magicite and nethocyte and turn that into oil and gasoline because oil is natural gasoline's manufactured right and then you have uh magicite and nethocyte and then manufactured nethocyte so kind of think about that in those terms and it's uh like countries warring over the resource they want that fucking nethocyte you know uh and the empire is ruthless about getting it so you're trying to stand up to these this massive empire it's you know i at the point that i'm at in the game i can't even really explain much of the story because it's still all vague like alluding illusion at the moment yeah um the introduction to a lot of different judges which the judges are considered the Darth Vaders of this because they all have their helmets on, and when they have their helmet on, it, it changes their voice a little bit. Nah. The sound, uh, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, 
but I've met a few different judges. I had to fight one, uh, which was Judge Geese. Hmm. Uh, so if you've made it up to the Mimic Queen and you've been through Barheim Passage, oh, that was a pain in the ass. Uh, escaping the dungeon and running through the uh, the sewer area and all that. Yeah, was a pain that in the dick. that was a pain in the dick. Yeah, I hate sure. sewers in most games. I just they just it's always especially I fucking hated it in uh, Vampire the Masquerade. Yeah, I get why <laughs> it's there in Vampire the Masquerade. Because mm-hmm. if you're, you know, you need to get around, it's an easy way to do it. But fuck, it's just winding corridors all the yeah. time with just some murky water in it. It was like that in uh, Arkham Asylum for the Killer Croc level. Yep. Oh, God, fuck that, too. When you're having to run away from Croc and he's busting out the shit under you. God, that was so hard. Yeah. Fuck. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I've gotten two of the espers. I don't think you, you haven't gotten any yet. Um, espers in this game are what would you would be used to being called uh, Guardian Force. Nah. They are your summons. Um, none of them that I know of have names that you're going to recognize. Uh, the the ones that I have, I know one of them is like Bellius. Bellius. Yeah, Bellius. Uh, you'll get him, Bellius, uh, through the storyline. So there are 13 in total, and five of them you get through the storyline, I think. Okay. Uh, the other ones you have to go seek out for yourself. Uh, okay. I stumbled I stumbled upon one today on my, on my accident. Yeah, uh, but uh, Belias, Belias, however you say it, you'll get him through the storyline. I had an amazing thing with him. So, have you unlocked any of the quote-unquote like limit break stuff yet? No. All right. Uh, I'm so early in the game. I see it. I see you getting frustrated. You're like, I want to. No, no, no. I'm just. I'm no. I'm trying to think about like how to explain it because I'm trying to remember the names of it. Um, because they're not limit breaks in this. Use the quickening. That's what it's called. Your quickenings. Uh-huh. And each, each of your character has three that you can unlock uh, in progressive cost of license board points. So basically, on your license board, when you're looking at it, if you see how it's just like a square and then there's just like one square jutted off of it, mm-hmm. that's probably going to be one of your quickenings. Okay. Is that square jutting off. Um, like I said, think of it like limit breaks, but there are three different levels of it. Um, each one's stronger than the last. And there's this mechanic where... If all three of your characters have it, and you use a quickening as one character, you can then you have like a three to five second window. I don't remember exactly how long it is to press X, A, or Y for another quickening, depending on what's available. And you'll see what I'm talking about whenever you do it. No. You'll have the the three party members' names, and it'll say you know they'll either be grayed out, and if they are, you can hit the trigger button and it'll uh, re-roll them, kind of. Mm-hmm. And it'll say, like, mischarge, and you hit it, and then you hit it again really quick, and it'll go into another one. Now, you can combo this, and the different combos you put together might end with a might end with nothing, mm-hmm. or it might end with a special move like uh, Inferno or Arc Blast, you know, d- just depending on what quickenings you get off and what style they are. I don't really know what all goes into creating the final thing, but it's really yeah. cool. And when you finally see them, remember... This game came out on PS2, and this shit was going on on the PS2. It was wild that it could happen on that system. Um, yeah, for sure. I went in there and hit this thing with an 18-hit quickening combo. Ended with an arc blast, and that was it. Like, <laughs> it didn't hit me one time. I just walked in there wow. and blew it the fuck up, right? Uh, now, that's the one for the storyline. Now, this other one that I stumbled upon, in the Osmone Plain, I hopped down into the uh, Zeridan Caverns. And figured I'd run around in there. The stuff that's hard, but I figured I could farm on it, run back to the save point, save, come back, and just do that a couple times to get some experience. Because mm-hmm. the stuff in there was a couple levels higher than I was. Yeah. Uh, well, I killed everything, ran back, saved, and when I came back, uh, there was only two enemies in the beginning area. So I killed them, healed myself, and walked into the next area. Well, the next area, uh, I walked through. There's a couple enemies. You know, I killed them, healed myself. I'm still looking good on MP. I'm still looking good on items and stuff. So I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to keep going. I go into the third area of this uh, place, this cavern, and my mini-map is scrambled to shit, right? Like Metal Gear, Mm -hmm. something's going on. And uh, I walk forward like three steps, and all of a sudden, this fucking thing just goes, right? And its name is Adramalek, and it's this big... I don't know, it's like this humanoid bird thing with like these skeletal wing looking things coming off the back of it and uh, he starts casting like thunder and stuff at me and it. I had like 30, 35 Phoenix Downs. 
I had 99 high potions and I had like 20 X potions and about 70 remedies. And I used every bit of it. Wow. That's brutal. But I beat him. Nice. <laughs> and uh, Larsa, who was my guest uh, person at the time, like, because you know how you'll get the guest every now and then in your party. Yeah. Uh, I kept having to, most of my Phoenix Downs went to him because all my characters have like 3,500 health. He has 900. Mm-hmm. So he was getting one shot every time it would actually hit him. And then it had this move that it would do. It was like, it's it's quickening, basically. And it would do this move and hit you. And it would take me down to almost dead. And then I would immediately, with my gambits, which I ha- we haven't even touched on gambits yet. I don't even know if you know much about how they work. No, I just started playing with them. When so I, this last I had my, basically my gambits set up that if people were below a certain amount of health, then mm-hmm. we'd start healing and stuff. Uh so, uh, yeah, they were getting their fucking, like, I was happy I set those up before I wandered into this cavern. You know what I mean? Like, I was, Jesus Christ, because I'm, then I'm having to go in manually and use X potions because I didn't have those set, which those healed basically almost all the way back up to mm-hmm. full. Uh, it was fucking wild, man. But I finally got him. Uh, I have not, I, when I, when I logged off, uh, to go watch The Sopranos and then do the show, uh, I'm still finishing up my license board stuff and I haven't decided who I want to give what summons since i reset because it reset them too but they do cost on the license board they're like 25 or 35 points and only one person can have them wow so you know you got to kind of think about like look at a license board and you'll see like when you when you have the chance to unlock the summon it'll put it on everybody's license board but once you choose it on one it goes off all the other ones right Mm. look to see what it connects because if you've noticed on some of the license boards there are like sections that are away from all the others and those will coordinate with either one of your second jobs will have mm-hmm. a spot that gets taken there and then you can unlock like the next two next to it or yeah. it'll be if you equip the summon to that person you can then get to that area and use those abilities okay there's fucking so much to this game <laughs> the uh the gambit system <clears throat> is basically just setting up ai to play for you like in theory you can set this game up to absolutely play itself, and all you have to do is run around. That's cool. If you wanted to. I like to have a little more control over what I'm doing, right? Yeah. But I do have Gambit set up to where, like, my caster will throw lightning instead of trying to attack. Well, now that I have her with a gun, it's not so bad. But, like, my Pinello was trying to run up to, like, flying enemies and hit them with a staff. And I'm like, no, cast fucking thunder. So I went into the, the Gambits and switched it up. I'm like, took away attack, added fire instead. Yeah. So she would go in and do that. And then I set her to, uh, if somebody gets below 50% HP, hit them with a cure, uh, which I need to swap that up to like 70% now because cures don't do shit when you have 3,500 3, health. They heal for like 120 or something, 250. Yeah. Um, she uh, also has a thing where if she gets below like 60 MP, that she'll use an ether too. So gambits are really helpful. Um yeah. I I have Vaughn set to steal from enemies when they're at 100% HP because that'll help you get some decent items that can sell for a decent amount. Nice. And that's another thing. So when you find a uh a vendor and you go to sell stuff, have you tried to sell anything yet? Yeah. Okay, so you know you have like that page that's pretty much all the junk stuff. Mm-hmm. Don't sell your teleport crystals. No, you'll need I don't. those. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, you'll need those. Uh, that's fast travel material right there. Um, mm-hmm. But everything else in there, you can sell it whenever, but there are certain items in this game that only unlock in the bazaar. And how you unlock things in the bazaar is selling certain items together in certain quantities. Mm. So like, there are some items that are the best items in the game that don't spawn in the bazaar unless you have, say, like five eggs, six donkeys, and 12 bat skins. That's wow. just three random things that I just came up with. Those are not items in the game. But, you know, yeah. if you have those three things and you sell them all at once, it'll unlock the pelvis bone attachment or you know, whatever the fuck. And, like, so it correlates. Like, one time it was, like, a, a healing kit, and I bought it for 200 and it gave me five potions and two phoenix downs. And that's a deal. That's basically, you know, that's a deal for that. Yeah. Um, but you'll know you'll know if a bizarre item is worth, it, like, a, a serious item because it'll be, like, 450,000 gil. Yeah, and you'll be like, oh, okay, yeah. There's, <laughs> that's probably something I should save up for, uh, because in the original Final Fantasy XII, uh, they had the Zodiac spear, and that was the be-all, end-all fucking weapon, right? And mm-hmm. the only way you could get it 
is if there there were certain chests throughout the game that you could not open. Now, if you weren't using a guide, you would never fucking know that. You would never know that this item was even in the game because obviously, as most people, well, at least me, I open every chest I see in video games. Give me the loot, motherfucker. You know what I mean? Yeah. Give me the loot. Give me the loot. Give me the loot. Uh, I I just I want it all, and I uh, I never would have gotten it. So. There, are, there were like, I don't know, six or seven, maybe more than that, chests that you could not open until the end of the game. And at the very end of the game, you went to a certain chest. And if you hadn't opened any of those other ones, when you opened this chest, it would give you the Zodiac Spear. Wow. Which was the best weapon in the game. Um, nowadays, they took that out. The Zodiac Spear is still in there, but there are other things that you have to do to acquire it. Now you can open all the fucking chests you want. It doesn't matter. But they have added other, like, Zodiac-level... Uh, weapons for the other classes not just the spear class hmm. because okay so another thing is that in the original final fantasy 12 um there were no jobs no classes everyone had one big ass license board and you could just be a jack of all trades if you wanted but you kind of took your character in the in the direction that you wanted him to go but you ended up with a lot of characters that were just kind of samey you know all well-rounded so this new version kind of makes you actually build a party which I prefer because I don't know yeah. if that's just my D&D background. I'm like, I need a healer. I need a backup healer. I need some damage dealers. I need somebody with a shield. It's yeah. just things that are ingrained into my brain. You know? Yeah, for sure. That's an idea for some Patreon stuff. We could tell tales from our D&D because yeah, I've got some that. tales from D&D games. I know yeah. you played in a bunch of them too. That would be fun. Um, but I don't, uh, don't want to go too much further into uh, story stuff at least, until at least you've gotten all the characters and you know who all the characters are yeah. and you see that little bit and once you get past that bit and uh, there's no longer anything that I'm worried about spoiling for you because it'll all be new to me too mm-hmm. uh, then well, I'll bust out more of the game but uh, as of right now I think I'm going to cut the, the Final Fantasy talk there as far as storyline goes um, I really like hunting the, the marks and that's always been my downfall in this game is I get so caught up in hunting the marks. Yeah, that's um, something I definitely got to do more of, especially if it's going to help me level up. Like, yeah. Now they're they're going to help you level up in the sense that it'll give you a decent chunk of XP and it, like LP when you kill it. Yeah. And usually when you turn it in, you'll get a good chunk of like gold and possibly an item for an upgrade. But it's going to get you out looking for the marks, which will in turn make you go out and kill shit, which yeah. is where the the yeah. real meat of the grinding comes in. It, it's just it's going to be like a side quest that's forcing you to grind almost. Yeah. Now, uh, the area that I was telling you about um, in the Lusu Mines in Brujerba, when you run into the, you're going to run through the first area. And then you'll run over a bridge looking like a train bridge, right? Mm-hmm. Then you'll run through another area, and you'll get to that second train bridge. Now, that second train bridge, all that should spawn there are, zo- are zombie skeletons. And they'll come out of the ground, and you just keep fighting them, right? Yeah. When they stop coming out of the ground, keep running north into the next area. In there should only be a bunch of skeletons. Kill them, come back, and more skeletons will spawn. So, in this game, when you kill certain enemies, like they have a chance to drop items, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if you kill them in successive chains, yeah, then you know that chain builds up, and the items that they start dropping, they start dropping them a little more often. They drop a little better items. They drop uh, a couple more of them at a time. They'll drop money in an <coughs> item, uh, and it's just it's worth it to get it up to a, get you up to a chain of at least fifty because that'll get you a steam achievement. <laughs> nice. And it'll get you a uh, a little dude. Okay, so on your start menu, there's I think the the hunt book or the bestiary or whatever the clan mm-hmm. guide the clan yeah. guide if you click that there's a there's one of them in there that's you click on it and it just takes you to like this little room that has like little trophy dudes in it if you want the best reward from the clan centurio you have to fill that room you have to do everything that has to do within that room mm-hmm. so one of them is get a 50 chain uh one of them is like have a hundred thousand gill um take five thousand steps or thousand take a thousand steps or something like that uh kill 500 enemies you know things like that basically yeah. those little little achievements and uh all the all the time that i've been playing offline on these on this so you could play too uh i've missed some achievements because i can tell because i have them in that room but i don't have the achievement on steam and i'm like damn it they don't give it to me when i'm offline <laughs> oh, well. oh well but yeah man we have uh we have some good shit to look forward to yeah um, for sure 
You have the two I know I'm Wraith looking Will. forward to getting into it further because the storylines actually kept my interest very well. Like, yeah, you got the Tomb of Wraithwell coming up and then the Garuda fight, and then you get Bellius. It's going to be fun, man. You're starting to get into the meat and bones of it, and then once good. you get into it, then we'll, then we'll really hit it hard. Yeah, for sure. Uh, or at least I'll, I'll be able to come on here and hit it hard because I'll probably be ahead of you. <laughs> but still, it's the it's the whole uh, hardcore, casual, uh, uh, back and forth. Fuck, yeah. I forgot the word. Coexistence of the show. Fuck, I don't know. I can't talk. I've been talking for like two and a half hours now. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, that's part one of Final Fantasy XII: The Zodiac Age. Uh, I'm looking forward to diving into more of it. Um, see, I want to see how high my character is by the time the game is over. I don't know if I'm gonna hit like max levels, but <coughs> I think I'm gonna get up there a little bit. Yeah, we'll see. Um, oh, okay, real quick. Uh, at the end of the episode, we now have a cog. So I would like to give a big shout out to our friend Nate. Oh, old, old Nate Dog. He is our first uh, $10 donor on the Patreon, which means he gets his name read at the end of the episode. So, Nate, we thank you, good sir. Yeah, thank um, you. If you would like to find us on social media, you can go to facebook.com slash Steam Machine Podcast or catch us on Twitter at Steam underscore podcast. Uh, we also have a Facebook group, if that's more your thing, and that is uh, facebook.com slash the Steam Machine Podcast Lounge, I do believe. And uh, come join us, share memes, talk about video games, tell us how much we suck, how much you love us. Whatever you'd like to do. Um, we also have a Discord, which is pinned at the top of our Facebook page. Uh, you're more than welcome to come and join. Uh, I need to make a bit.ly link for that, I think. So I could just be like, bit.ly slash Steam Machine Podcast. Boom, Discord. There you go, right? Yeah. I'll work on that. Uh... <laughs> I'm doing my best Tina impression. Right. Uh, I think that's about it, man. I don't have much else to say. Yeah, no, I think that's about it too. I know I'm ready I got, to. Uh, I got work in a little bit, so. Oof. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is also this is a a double header night. Maybe next time we do a double header, we can start a little earlier. Yeah. Um, for sure. Yeah. I have to go take a piss. So on that note, ladies and gentlemen, he's Ryan. I'm Dalton, and as always, guys, we love you and take it easy. Facebook.com slash the Steam Machine Podcast or search Facebook and join our group, the Steam Machine Podcast Lab. You can also find us on Twitter at Steam underscore podcast. We thank everyone for listening and as always, we'll catch you next week.